Hello and welcome to the Ting. Today's Ting subject is The Beckoning Silence by Joe Simpson. Let's start with a little exposition. Joe Simpson is an acclaimed author and climber who has become quite famous in the climbing community thanks to his book Touching the Void, where Joe recounts his disastrous accident he had while on a climb in Peru, where Joe took an unexpected fall into a crevice, breaking his leg and being believed to be dead. Despite his dreadful injuries, Joe crawled back to civilization, covering about six miles in the snow with only one good leg. This, however, did not stop him from pursuing his passion of climbing, as shown in his book, The Beckoning Silence, a biography of recent events and ventures following his accident years ago. This book shows how Joe has struggled with the concept of death as his friends and fellow climbers have died in accidents. However, this, however what shakes him the most is the death of Ivan Tad, one of his good friends in the climbing community. From the start of the book, and after a few recent climbs, Joe begins to lose his passion for climbing, and, re and the reality of danger he begins to set in. Joe turns, a, Jones, Joe turns to paragliding after some of his friends convince him of the safety of the matter compared to a few years ago. Unfortunately, before Joe can embark on his first flight, he hears that his good friend Ivan Tat, as mentioned before, died in a paragliding accident. This shakes Joe's confidence and he loses his faith in his own ability. This strikes Joe in a harsh way as he recounts the death of a famous climber by the name of George Mallory, who, is, who had passed on an Everest trek in the Himalayas. Joe remembers feeling disgusted at the way the media handled George's death as they took pictures and stripped him of his valuables to put on display as his lifeless body lay face down in the snow. Death in the community is nothing new, but why must we make these matters so public and glorified to the point at which we dehumanize the victim? No longer was George known as George Mallory, father, son, friend, but rather as the guy who died on the mountain. It is in this way that we lose our sense of humanity and become blind to the reality of death. We've never experienced it, so what, what is it to us? After st stacking on a few loose flights, Joe begins to believe whether he, whether he should pack it in and leave climbing in the past. However, it is Ray Delaney who brings Joe out of this darkness by asking Joe to accompany him on a classic ice route. It is when they reach the summit when Joe realizes why it is, why it is they do this. It's not because they, can, they are not afraid of death, but that they are afraid of not living. It is with this mentality that Joe allows Ray to convince him into taking on the Iger in the Swiss Alps. The Iger is considered to be one of the classic half-rock, half-ice routes in the world. The Iger may very well be one of the most dangerous routes in climbing history that has claimed the lives of countless mountaineers who have attempted to scale its north face. After heavy internal debate, Joe surrenders his will and agrees to, to accompany Delaney on this trek. After a brief interaction with a film crew and one of the pioneers of the route, Ray and Joe acquire a satellite phone with an emergency contact number for a helicopter rescue in case something went horribly wrong. Through this interaction, Joe and Ray also learn about an entrance to the climb via a train that goes through part of the mountain that will put them up higher on the climb. Using this entrance, Joe and Ray begin the voyage up the mountain. However, they are not alone on this climb, as two other English climbers are already on the way up. After a long day of climbing, Joe and Ray see that a massive thunderhead starts rolling in over the mountain. This is dangerous, as the weather has been the reason for the majority of deaths on the climb, as climbers get stranded and, and, freeze or, of die, and freeze or die of exposure. Joe and Ray quickly make their way to, the cover, to a, cover, a covered bivouac spot on the mountain where they can wait out the storm. As they went on the storm, they see that the helicopter, they see an emergency helicopter making its way up the mountain. 
After, a, after some quick banter, Joe, Joe realized that it had been the other two climbers ahead of them that had fallen. Joe quickly calls the helicopter to let them know that they had fallen, and they realized that the film crew had been, pre had been watching them through a, uh, a camera. The film crew had seen two climbers fall and thought that it was Joe and Ray, but it was actually the other two climbers. Joe and Ray exit the climb, make a decision with, with the Thunderheads rolling in and see the forecast has changed and make a decision to climb back down the mountain and get out of the storm. It is, the, is, it is this decision that saves their lives. Joe and Ray make the climb back down to the entrance at which they had entered and make their way back down to, back down to safety where they meet with the film crew again and have some drinks with some friends. It was, it, they recount their experiences, and they enjoy the sanctity of life. But it was, it, is, it was only later realized that through film that what had actually happened to the other climbers, and it was so simple, they had just slipped and fallen. It is through this that I can tell... We are always close to death, and no matter what we do, we will always be close to death. It is just one misstep away. This, it is through this that opens my eyes to see how close we are to death always. All it takes is one misstep, and everything can go away.